Welcome to this week's episode of Run Your World with April and Quaya. And it's been about a week and a half because we've had, um, we had both took a little time off mm-hmm. last weekend. And so we pre-recorded the last show and now we're going to get back on schedule. We wanted to start with something a little heavier this week, uh, the Baltimore riots. So if you don't know, uh, a man by the name of Freddie Gray mm-hmm. was killed in the custody of police officers and by a spinal, was it a spinal rupture, rupture something, something, like something that. to that Severed, effect? A severed, 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 yeah, something. <laughs> and the city has responded by rioting and there's a lot of controversy between whether what they're what they're doing is right and whether the responses to that is right but for me all i can think of is people are dying Mm -hmm. and this seems to be a story that we keep hearing over and over and over again whether it's the rioting or the cops killing a person whether the person is black or white i don't know why it seems okay that cops are killing people at all like it doesn't seem it seems so normal now to hear about a cop shooting someone or beating someone and where did we where did this happen where did we go wrong with this um where did like where did we go like as i mean society? as a society because this these cops, even though uh, these cops do get in trouble, it seems like they mainly get in trouble if they they deal with black people because right. there's a rioting. Mm-hmm. But I know they kill other people too. They just people. What I think it comes down to, cops. I mean, I feel like people are killing people every day, right? Right. That's an issue for me, regardless. But it's more so an issue because the people that are supposed to protect us are killing us. Yes no matter what color you are like there's no reason why and like it's weird cases where someone's running away from you yeah and you're shooting them dead so that's not self-defense so i think it's becoming a society where we're it's like a law law enforcement against citizens and both parties are scared yes because we don't know so it's like innocent cops that are like scared for their lives and i think that they're reacting out of there a lot of the times because they just don't know what's going to happen. But if someone's running away from you, did you see yeah. the one the one I didn't see the actual um the news part. I it was a part of I think the soup episode or the daily show where they were making fun of kind of how they were portraying this news segment as part of the, like the scroll on the bottom of the screen how it's so minimalized yeah. where the it was a larger black man running away from a cop Mm -hmm. and the cop shot him and i'm like first of all the guy wasn't running that fast i don't understand how pulling a gun should be his first response and i understand we should be respecting cops but shouldn't they run i mean 10 feet they're trained they're they should be trained trained to run or not even even if you feel the need to draw your gun there are and, and i'm pretty sure they know that there are so many different ways you can shoot someone and not kill them yes a lot of times the things that make these cases so bad is that it's overkill. Yes. You can shoot someone in the leg to disarm them. You can shoot them in the arm. You can, you know, they know this. So it shouldn't be overkill. Like you don't need 
Sorry, I get upset. But you no. don't need to shoot somebody 15 times and one, they're not armed. Two, they're running away from you. I don't care what the situation is. And I just don't, I don't think but now, there is, there, there's an answer for it. Like, there's no excuse for it because, I, like, you know, I mean, you think back to the Trayvon Martin thing. You think um, the other guy in, in um, Ferguson. Yes. All of this, it's almost like, these kids, kids, young yes. people, 25, 18, like 17, young kids are not armed. Do what you have to do as a cop. Do what you're trained to do. Take them down. You, you're trained to take people down. Take them down. Take them down. And that's what I don't understand. Like, it's become so normal for a cop to pull their gun. We have tasers now. Yeah. It made more sense two decades ago when tasers weren't around that people were getting shot yeah and maybe because of our 24-hour news cycle maybe people were getting shot but it seems way more normal that you turn on the news and someone's getting shot or kicked or hurt or something by cops in an extreme over overdoing manner i think police brutality has always been an issue um i've seen it i grew up in brooklyn new york and i didn't grow up in the best areas but i saw how cops would racially profile my friends and my family and follow them and get out the car and harass them. And I just re I just feel like for some cops, that's just not enough because you, you get to a point where you, where you don't, it doesn't phase you anymore. Like, yeah, I'm going to get pulled over. So then I feel like specifically black men started to cooperate a little bit more. Like, yes, officer, whatever the case is. So now you can't, you can't scare me. Right. So, I'm going to shoot you. That Seriously, that's what I think it is. I mean, when you see these videos like on Facebook, I feel like a lot of what we're seeing on Facebook and stuff now, these are things that has happened a while ago, but it's coming to light. Right, now. right. So, and I always like to caution people with that too when they share things because I do research and mm -hmm. you can Google anything. And a lot of the things that people post on Facebook, like videos, it's not things that happen like currently. It's things that maybe happened back in 2010 2005 whenever but the fact of the matter is it's been happening and it's still happening now so what are we gonna do to you know because I have a cousin that's a cop and I think about her every time something like this happens because you know it's scary it's scary for for, for the world right like we can't have a, a war but it's citizens against law enforcement and it, it just being a first world nation it boggles my mind that that this is the fight we're having we are having a fight with our own law enforcement agency mm -hmm. i mean there's been times the one time that i i think i alluded to the fact that i had been arrested mm -hmm. and and i had when i was arrested i'm getting in the car and they they push me on the ground and put their knees in my back i was being completely cooperative no gun no nothing and the report wasn't, the reason I was getting arrested wasn't even a violent crime. Mm -hmm. Basically, unfortunately, I was in a car where the lease hadn't been paid. So they re wanted to repo the car, and so the bank reported the car stolen because it hadn't been paid. paid. Mm -hmm. Wasn't my car, I didn't do it, but I happened to be driving it. So when that happened, that's not a violent issue. Yeah. Someone not paying their, their bill <laughs> is not a violent issue. And maybe people come after them for not paying the car, but the people that I know whose car has been repoed, 
I mean, I've seen, what is that show? Isn't there like a show called Repo something? I'm not sure. I think there's a, uh, a reality show about people repoing their cars. But the vast majority of people aren't violent when their cars get repoed. Right. There are a few people who might hit you and stuff, but I still haven't heard of a shooting of a got of a cop because Date. because their car got repoed. Okay, so the fact that you got a you felt the need to put my, your knee in my back and to cuff me when I was cooperating doesn't make any sense. Right. And then the other the other issue we have here is. Um, the terminology of thug mm -hmm. you know there seems to be a lot of controversy over calling the the people who are looting thugs mm -hmm. now i don't have a problem with them being called thugs but what i have a problem with it with is the debate that seems to be going on seems to be overshadowing the thug argument seems to overshadow the actual the issue. issue it seems like people get in this this mindset of saying well they're not a thug you can't call them thugs because you got to see what they're being, um, what the situation is, the whole situation, how the the they fear for their lives and how they're. But that that does not mean the response should be I'm gonna go loot Sally down the street, um, mom and pop shop down the street, and take all their stuff. Right. That is not those two don't go together. But we need to start really addressing the issues of why why we feel the need why one why do why do our people feel the need to loot in these cases and two why do we keep missing the point because we live in a society where we don't get to the point we, we don't, don't fix the issue and i and i just think of a lot of different things that you know we we bring up these side arguments and and the like you know racism yes it's it's a big issue in 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 America today around the world however the main issue is the fact that cops keep killing people right why are the people that are supposed to protect us are killing us why is That's that their the go to issue. right yeah. this is the issue but you're not going to hear that you're going to hear racism you're going to hear about the looting you're going to hear about the rioting same thing with Ebola. Ebola was a distraction for other things, for yes. other issues that are going on. Because if, if, it, if it was that big, where the, where did it go? Yes. I asked somebody that <laughs> it was like one month. One month, everybody's talking about Ebola is going to be rampant throughout the U.S. And now we don't hear nothing about it. You know, like I, I think it's just it's it's crazy how these things happen. And I don't want to go as far as to say you know corruption or anything like that. But we live in a society where. We're, we're covering up issues. That's just what we do because we feel like, and you know what? We're so powerful as a nation. We can fix these issues, but then what are we going to talk about? Who's going to get paid? Like politicians, all these people are not going to get paid if we fix issues. And I think that's really where it boils down to because the people who can fix it aren't talking about it because they're constantly trying to get elected. And if there are no problems to solve because they actually do a good job of solving them, then what platform do you run on if everything's fixed yep. and they're constantly looking to get elected that's why nothing ever gets really fixed well I won't say nothing few things get really fixed because as soon as you elect a politician a year they spend the first year learning what the heck the job is mm -hmm. because they don't know really what they're getting into before they get there right so once they learn the pace and of the new position then it's already time to run for re-election <laughs> and no, now the election true. cycle is so ridiculously long 
it you know we're talking about two years out where we have people campaigning and running and it's 2000 the beginning of 2015 we're already we already have hillary clinton for 2000 november of 2016 is when we vote mm -hmm. But people also, I mean, and this is just a lesson, you have to get out and you have to vote in your local elections because a lot of people fail to understand that, you know, Barack Obama or whomever the president is, they only have but so much power because we live in a democracy. Yeah. So when everyone wants to get up, get out every four years just to vote for the presidency, you're actually doing yourself a disservice because it's your local officials, it's your senators and like the councilmen and people like that who are really making the decisions for the place that you live in. Right. So in Baltimore and where Ferguson and all of these places, their local officials have to do something. And yeah, you know, the White House can probably do more, but you have to understand that the people that sit in the White House, they have to worry about the whole country. Right. You can't always stop what's going on. And then you also have to worry about what's going on in other countries in the world. Right. So it's important that you people understand that. One thing I hate is to go on Facebook and, you know, you talking about, oh, Obama should be doing this, Obama should be doing that. Quite honestly, I have my opinions. We don't need to get into that right now. But the question, I, well, did you go out and vote? Yeah. Who's your senator? Did you go and vote for that? Do you even know your mayor's Ex name? Exactly. You know your Who's your mayor? Ex These are the things you need to know. Yeah. Like, get involved locally. And that way you can understand how the system works. Because it's not just... If Obama was, if, it, if he was a dictator, yeah, it'll work like that. But this is not how the country is built. So, And talking about that, we I went to an event this week, and they were talking about the local sheriff and the new election, because I guess in this county, Palm Beach County, there are also issues like that. Mm -hmm. They're not as big, and they haven't been televised, but there are also issues. So they were actually having a fundamental discussion about getting to know who's running for sheriff because the sheriff would be the person in charge of making sure the training is correct so the first the first choice isn't to pull the gun exactly. when there's an issue it's you know it must be choice number 4 or 5 6 or not at all you know you got to start with start with talking start with yelling start with running start with the taser all before you pull out that gun yep. but your sheriff is going to do that how many people know their sheriff's name exactly you know, and, and that's what it ultimately comes down to. So, you know what? That's what it is. You got to get the issue, get to the root of the problem and really try to figure out how you we as like, you know, citizens can fix it. Like, what can we do? We can do more in our communities, mm -hmm. you know, get out and encourage people to vote your city, your town. They have town meetings. Yeah. You have city meetings that you can go to. And you can address your concerns and it's on, on more of a local level. And people don't understand that, and it makes me angry. We could be doing more. Yeah. Don't go and voice your concerns on Facebook and get into a you know a, a brawl or a big old argument with someone. No, mm -hmm. do something local in your community. You know these young guys are getting in trouble or whatever the case is. Start a program so that way you can mm -hmm. have them come teach them etiquette, teach them different things. We can do more. And not saying that it's going to fix the whole issue because mm -hmm. there are some ignorant people in this world. Right. I think there are some very racist cops. I think there are cops who just want that that power. Yeah. But we there are little things that we can do. And if a bunch of people do little things, we can make a big difference. That's how I feel. And as we close out this part, I just wanted to say that we don't have a we don't at all believe that all cops are bad. Not at all. And we don't believe that the vast majority of the cops, and sadly the few 
make it really hard for the really good ones. Right. And, you know, that's like it in any industry. It's always a few bad ones that, you know, soil the rest of the people. So anyway, okay, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, family and the godparent relationship. So this is, you know, this is something that I really wanted to talk about because I find that, um, especially when you're younger, and this is what I think it is, a lot of people don't really understand the relationship um, or what the purpose of a godparent, right? So I, a godparent in my eyes, a godparent is not a fairy godmother. Like I'm not gonna just be showering your kids with gifts and money just because, you know? Right, right. I feel that a godparent is, you know, I sign a paper or I say that if something happens to you, no matter what, I'm going to love your child and take care of your child as if it was mine. And, and at as if he or she was mine and and be there for that child and of course you know i do birthdays and christmases and everything like that but i'm not going to take care of your child and you're still around otherwise i will claim them as a dependent right right Um, but no i really think that you know just for people out there who really take on that role um to understand like there has to be a line of communication to see what expectations are because lines get blurred, you know, and it can lead into arguments and like, wait, what does she expect from me? But you know, if you have a friend out there, someone saying like, you know, do you want to be my child's godmother? You should have that conversation. What's your definition of a godmother? What are your expectations of me? You know, because I'm at a point right now, I'm young, I'm 24 and I'm trying to build an empire. You know, I don't have any kids yet. Or anything like that. And I definitely don't mind helping out. However, I don't want to feel pressured or obligated to have to, you know, always send money to my god kids, you know, just because I'm their godmother. Right. Am I wrong for that? I don't think so. I mean, I have different. Well, it's I think it's a little bit different for me. Uh, I agree with you. But growing up, I don't know who my godparents are. I didn't grow up with any. I know there were people who were named godparents, but they have never been an active factor in my life. Right. So when I had my first son, uh, I didn't even know really what a godparent was besides what TV kind of showed. A lot of it was, if someone died, this person will take care of them. And then when I talked to my husband, he said in the Bahamian culture, you typically get multiple godparents where you have at least one of the opposite sex. And then you could possibly get new godparents as you got older. And all of that seemed very foreign to me because, mm-hmm. like I said, I didn't have one and I still don't know who any of mine are. Right. So for my son, we designated a bunch of people, like all of my friends were godparents. And it wasn't for gifts, but for me, it was more of the outpouring of the love. Right. Like I knew my friends would love my son. And that's really just what I was looking for. And maybe that's because I felt like it was missing. I didn't get that. And I just wanted someone to just be able to love him just because he's mm-hmm. him versus get him stuff. And he's not very much into getting people getting him stuff and neither am I. So neither one of us looked for that. Uh my husband or my son for that matter. So my son has, I don't know, a bunch of 
godparents. I think it's like six. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong. Like I give gifts and everything like that. Yeah. But once it becomes an expectation that. No, I have no know, expectation. Like once if it becomes an expectation that, you know, an example, you want to take a vacation, but you don't have enough money to take a vacation. So you think I should subsidize your vacation. <laughs> That's really funny. You know, like, no, I'm just saying, like, in a situation like that, now, don't get me wrong, if there's a situation where, obviously, there's a need, yeah. as a friend, and as your your child's godparent, I'm going to be there. If there's a need, you know, you, you're struggling or whatever, yeah, I'm going to look out. And I would look out even if he wasn't my godson. But... I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm not going to pay for your vacation. You know, it's just, it's just certain things. And for me, it's like you, I just would, I wouldn't have that expectation. Um, and I probably should get to a point where I stop thinking that people would think like me and, and have the same expectations. But you, but to clarify, you, your friend asked for your, you to pay for what exactly? To pay for it, uh, a flight. The flight for the vacation. For the vacation. For for the kid. To come to a place. That I'm not at. <laughs> like, not coming to see me. Because, you know, we, we've had conversations of, you know, um, coming to see me. You know, I, I live down here in Florida. And I would definitely be all about that. Because I live so far away. But to go see somebody else and, and have fun. And, and I'm not included. <laughs> It's like, you know, what, what's my benefit of right, this? You know right. what I mean? Like, if he's coming to see me, I t like, he, you know, he's still young now. Yeah. But like I told him, once he gets older, I'll, I'll send for him all the time. And yeah. he won't have to worry about anything. But no, no, I'm not going to pay for him to go and see someone else that I don't know. I mean, that's understandable. I haven't had anything. My, my son's godparents, one godparent he's really close with the family itself mm -hmm. so when we go back to california or when we lived with california lived in california he would just spend a lot of time over there yeah he would play with them they would take him for the day or a couple of days and they would just you know do whatever and i don't even think they particularly did anything special it was just the time the time the relationship the relationship exactly it's and and that's what i think it is it's like i think about my godmother i freaking love her and yeah. She did do a lot for me, but she, you know, she had a husband and two sons. She didn't have any girls. So, like, whenever her and I got together, we would do things. Like, she'll take me to get my nails done and right. stuff like that. But I just loved being around her. And I never expected anything. And, you know, she gave me things for, like, my birthday sometimes or Christmas. But it was really just, like... I thought she was so fly and so popping. <laughs> like, I was just happy to call her my godmother. You right, know what right. I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, every, Raymond's a t Oh, that's my godmother. <laughs> you know? Like, everybody. Yeah. I wanted everybody to be jealous because that was my godmother. Because I, lo I love her. Mm -hmm. And that's the relationship that, yeah. you know, I have, I, I have with her. So, I don't think it should be about money. Like, yeah. it, I, it, when, ugh. I think, I think it's hard because, just in general, a lot of, the way society goes is love equals money. Right. Like if you spend a lot of money on someone, you must love them. Except for that's completely not true. You can spend a lot of money on someone you don't like. True. And you can just send them a check every month and never think anything more of them except for it's a bill to pay. So I think it's the misconception that money equals love and we have merged it now we're starting to merge it in every facet of our life. I think before it was just, well, 
weddings. Weddings was a huge part. Mm-hmm. Then now all of a sudden it has to deal with, uh, then you have baby showers. Now it's even so gone so far as to push gifts. Have you heard of a push gift? Mm-mm. Well, the, the new oh, bag yeah, with, oh, is like, when you have a oh, baby. Oh yeah, I did hear that. Your spouse buys you really nice something um, to show his appreciation for you pushing out a baby into the world. And although I think the sentiment is very sweet, I, I do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love a very nice piece of jewelry. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should expect or need a push gift. Like, they have push gift registries. It's, like, really getting ridiculous on the whole gifting and I just when your expectation is. It should is. be an expectation. Like, I think if you want to give somebody a gift for whatever, for reason, whatever reason, I'm yeah. the type of person where you do something nice for me, I want to give. I want to give you a gift, like you yeah. know. I want thank you, or just thank you for being a great friend. Or you know right. what? You know, I know I've been like venting a lot this, uh, you know, this month or whatever. Let me take you out to dinner. Yeah, that's what I'm about. But not just like oh, because you have the title. Yes. Therefore, I'm owed something. Right. But okay, so we're gonna kind of move from this topic, but kind of stay on it. My birthday. So my birthday just passed. I'm a whopping 36. Woo woo. I'm glad I, I get to say 36 because I actually know the number. I don't always remember how old I am. Once you have kids, you kind of forget how old you are. Well, at least I do. Maybe because I don't keep track like that. But I went online and there's this thing, there's this new website called how-old.net. Mm-hmm. And it tells you how old you look in the picture. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cute. And, you know, a lot of my friends have been doing it because, you know, we are all fascinated with looks and how old we look and do we look old and stuff. So I actually put in two pictures. I put in one with me without makeup right after I worked out. And then I put on one when we took our family pictures a couple months, a couple weeks ago. So the one with no makeup, I was 22. So I was like, what? I look good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But then the one with makeup, Interestingly enough, I was older, so I was 26 in the one with makeup. And so I've still actually... Still in your 20s, though. I'm still in the 20s, you know? But I put in, kind of piggybacking off of it, I put in a family picture, because we took the family pictures, and I was like, I had a few friends who did the whole family picture, because what they do is they kind of put the age in the picture for you. Okay. So it's like, uh, right above your head, there's like a little bubble with your age mm-hmm. on it. So a couple of my friends put their family picture with their kids and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, that's super cute. So I did it with my husband and I felt really bad. So I didn't post it because all of the pictures put him in his 40s. My husband is very sweet, but he is younger than I am um, by a couple of years. So I didn't think I should post the, <laughs> the picture that put him a decade older than he is. Um, but it was fun. Anyway, so for my birthday, my husband cooked me a very nice meal it was on my birthday. So good. And Quaya came over and we had uh, some wine, and he has this great burger recipe. And so he made sliders with all the toppings. Then we had cheesecake for dessert. It was a very nice evening. And then the next weekend, which is why we took last weekend off, um, I went down to Miami Beach and I had a no. Uh, what it, what's it called? A stress-free, like, a stress-free, relaxed. relaxed weekend. I didn't think about anything. I didn't care what time we went anywhere. I didn't try to make plans as much as I, before I went, I thought about, 
oh, I want to go out clubbing and go do these things, these carefree things. What I realized I wanted and needed was just sleep. Mm -hmm. So I got there. We got there on Friday night. Uh, we went out to dinner on Friday night. We came back to the hotel. We slept in. But when we got up, we walked to the beach, which was a block away. Miami's awesome for that. Almost all of the places that you stay in Miami Beach are so close to the beach, and it's so easy to get there. And uh, we stayed at a hotel called Hotel Croydon, and it was a very nice hotel. Our room was really small, but it was just the two of us. It's not like I needed extra space. It just was small. Then... This particular hotel had a rooftop uh, that you could go out and stand on and sit on and relax on, bake, you know, take get your tan on if you wanted to. You could see the water. And it had a pool on a lower level. And then they had free cocktails from 7 to 8. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. And then, so on Saturday, we rented bikes. Have you ever seen the city bikes? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, I've seen them and I was interested in him and he my husband's funny because he thought I was going a little crazy over them so you rent the bike by the hour or you can you can designate how long so it's either a half an hour hour two hours four hours or all day mm -hmm. and then you keep the bike as long as you want and you can dock it whenever you want as long as your final docking time is before the time is up okay so basically we rode our bikes down to South Beach got off of them docked them and then that way you don't have to drag your bike around. And then we ate lunch down there, then got back on the bikes and rode around South Beach some more and then came home. So it was really cool because we, we did two hours, but the extra ride around ended up being a little late. So we just docked them a little closer to our hotel. Mm -hmm. So we ended up walking about the last mile um, or half mile, I don't know. It was a nice little walk. I mean, the major issue was it started pouring outside. Oh. But I was a stress-free weekend, so I was yeah. like, I don't care. I am soaked. My hair, I didn't do nothing to my hair. I didn't wear makeup all weekend. I didn't do anything to my hair all weekend. I just said, I'm wearing sandals and walking, which I was actually grateful because I wasn't going to wear sandals on the bike because, mm -hmm. you know, you're supposed to, when you ride a bike, I, you know, following the rules, you're supposed to wear tennis shoes mm -hmm. and all that. And I didn't end up doing that, and I'm glad because walking – in the rain, my tennis shoes would have been soaked and yeah. I would have been so upset. Yeah, yeah. That's a <laughs> ugh, terrible feeling. It is a terrible feeling. I remember running track and if it started raining, oh, you finished the race. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very uncomfortable. It's a, oh, man. Oh, I remember track days. We should talk about that one day. We should. Um, but yeah, so then on Sunday, so we got back to the hotel and... I ordered a salad from the restaurant downstairs. Then, did I take a nap? I don't even remember what I did. But then we went down for the cocktails from 7 to 8. And then I was in bed by like 9, between 9 and 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. I was knocked out. And I slept all the way until the next morning. I woke up about 7, watched a little TV, and then went back to sleep. <laughs> That's awesome because, I mean, sometimes a lot of people think that vacation always have to be party up and you know especially like when you go down to Miami South Beach is party central yes but sometimes it's really good to just get away and relax and clear your mind and a different environment even if it's only an hour away right will just do you so good and, and that was my thing I wanted to go out of town but I did not want to I didn't want to get on a plane I didn't want the trip to be long I wanted to 
get out and start the vacation. Right. I didn't want to deal with the traveling and, you know, not enough people, you know, not enough space and getting kicked to the next flight or standby or any of those things. I just said, I just want to go somewhere super simple and it was perfect. I mean, it was really a great weekend where we could relax. Do you want to talk anything about your trip? I had a good weekend too. Last weekend I was out in San Diego, California, and it was um, a great time. Um, you know, we live in here in South Florida and it gets really hot. And I actually heard that weekend that I wasn't here it was record temperatures. It was like 98 degrees. Oh, it, was, it, it was, wasn't that hot down in um, Really? It was no. like really, really, really warm. So I'm happy I missed that because I really don't like the heat. And people ask me, why do you want to live in Florida? And I'm like, because Bay's here. But, um, <laughs> um, but um, so San Diego is great. Um, it's funny because they were in a drought when we got there. And as soon as we landed, it started raining. So I'm like, oh, great. We brought the rain with us. But um, Well, that's the downside of California. It can rain and we're still in a drought. It can rain for 10 days straight and we're still in a drought because it's not drinking water. So the problem with the drought is we get our water mainly, I think, from like Nevada or Utah or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's got to like rain there for us to wow. to not be in a drought. But the drought in California is somewhat ridiculous. I mean, that's a whole other subject too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it was it was pretty cool. I did a lot of relaxing. Also, um, I went with my boyfriend. He was there for a conference, and I did not want to be a part of the conference because my brain was fried, and I just. I didn't feel like listening to people speak and, you know, thinking too hard. So I just relaxed, you know, stayed in a hotel, went by the pool, you know, did some walking, walked down to the beach. And um, it was just it was just really fun. It was nice to, you know, get away and then be able to come back feeling refreshed and then, you know, just taking on the new work week. Um, and work has been getting very busy for me. So it was a nice time and I had never been to San Diego. So it's just trying to check all the states, uh, um, well, all the states. States and cities off my list as I have been to LA before. But yeah, that that's all I have. Well that sounds like it was fun to you too. It so was it, it was, was fun. nice. It was and nice. I mean the flight back, we caught like a red eye, so it left California Ooh. at about ten thirty five PM. Um and, and then, then you got here basically we, once time. Yeah, we we had a layover in oh. Charlotte and it was so we didn't get back to Florida until like 9:35 and then we flew into Fort Lauderdale so then we had to drive oh. from Fort Lauderdale so I was so tired just from because you you don't realize you're up for like a yeah. lot of hours and then the flight from San Diego to Charlotte was oh that plane was moving fast <laughs> and it was turbulent and I was sitting next to this guy who was a little on the bigger side, but then he was also doing gross things like digging in his nose and snoring. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, definitely something you see on a movie. Right. And then, like, I'm, like, trying to, you know, wake my boyfriend up to, like, tell, show him all of this nastiness that's going on. And he's knocked out cold. <laughs> and course. I'm like, okay, They're great. Always, they can so, so great. Right. So I'm like, and I'm in the middle of feeling so uncomfortable. And, like, oh. I just really wanted to cry. But... Uh, luckily, I took that Monday off from work, so when we got back, I was just able to rest up and, you know. And that's exactly why I didn't want to fly anywhere. Yeah. I mean, not that exact situation, No, but that would have been crazy. Flying is flying, very tiring. It you, is. You know, you, you, you're you racing to the next gate, and, like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very tiring. It, so, it's if you can, direct flight all the time. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely do, especially 
with the kitties getting oh, yeah. off the plane getting back on the plane finding something for them to do but anyway i think that's about it for this week yes that's it that was great yeah and then um i hope to see you next week yes have a great week have a great week